Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes from the North, your go-to Minnesota Vikings podcast. Before we get started, we want to offer thanks to PurplePTSD.com and VikingsTerritory.com. <laughs> That's two weeks in a row, Sam. For giving us a chance to post our podcast over there. Be sure to Gosh. check out great Vikings coverage over at Purple P- Purple ptsd.com and vikingsterritory.com man amateur hour i was thinking last night i said i was like i'm gonna do that intro and now that i've messed it up once it's just like it's gone so you're like a kicker who missed the field goal you got the yips now man yeah i'm gonna have to spend the holidays recording a perfect uh perfect intro and then won't have to do that again you have to be careful here vikings fans we got we got. To, uh, I mean, you're you're proud of it now. I mean, we got we got a lot of uh, well, PTSD when it comes to the yips and kickers, and now a podcast host. I don't know. It might be making people nervous. Yeah. Well, this is this is an ongoing joke between Kyle and I about whether I'm a Vikings fan or not. I I for for people that weren't listening from the start, I joined this uh, out of pity for Kyle. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah, more or less yeah. That's that's the word I think to yeah. uh, to support him in this. Uh, no, I well, yeah. but we talked about doing a podcast and and kind of I was always trying to figure a little bit of where my lane is because I've been more of an NFL fan rather than a Vikings yeah. fan. And and truly, as a good friend of Kyle's, I cheered against the Vikings because he was such a big fan. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But but following them, you definitely uh, pick up a little bit of this. Um, it's more fun to talk about wins than losses. Uh, and so I certainly enjoy that. I, I, yeah. I think that I don't, the losses don't hurt me nearly as much as I think as, as fans would. And I feel yeah. like I've always tried to hold this non-biased perspective. Um, and, and I think this year it's really in a sense uh, it's been a lot of fun to, to watch this team and, and Saturday yeah. was no exception. Uh, I think Dustin Baker tweeted out something about how, like, you know what? In a normal season, we talk about this game uh, and remember it as one of the best games of the year, and and talk about it for for a couple of years. Uh, but after Buffalo and after uh, the previous week against Indianapolis, uh, this uh, this barely cracks the top three. But but an exciting game on Christmas yeah. Eve. Well, I mean, you know, to Dustin's point, uh, I didn't see that tweet, but that's a good point. Um, it's going to be notable because of Christmas Eve. And so you kind of remember it because it's around the holiday season. And then a 61-yarder. Freaking right from Greg Joseph. Freaking right. That was an amazing kick. And I was watching with my wife at the time, and I was saying to her, you know, he's got the leg for this. Like, Joseph, he's got a boot. It, it, it wasn't really an issue to me. Like, does he have um, the leg strength, right? Like, I feel like he's proven that he can kick a deep basically repeatedly since he's been here kind of thing but i believe his previous career high was either 56 or 57 if i'm not mistaken um so this was certainly a career high and anytime you're you're even climbing into the high 50s you're raising some eyebrows but to hit 60 plus that is a pretty notable accomplishment now it was inside you know it's not like he's in lambo in january or something like that but even still 61 yards win the game a uh, tremendous clutch kick. And I think given the fact that it was um, Christmas Eve, 61-yarder, I will uh, I will give that the, the bronze medal right now. Bronze medal with the full understanding that there's a couple divisional games coming up. Might get knocked off the podium. We'll see. 
but I, I would give it the bronze medal at this stage. Yeah, I think that's fair. It, it, again, it was a, it felt it was a, it was a game that took a little bit of time to get going. Uh, it, it felt. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Like, it, but I don't know about you. I, I felt like even when the Vikings, um, like even at stretches where they didn't look great, I, I felt like they were going to win the whole time, but maybe that was just yeah. uh, some blind optimism. I don't know. Like what, what, what was your experience watching, watching this game? Well, that was my feeling as well. And at the beginning, you know, they started out, they were up 10, nothing. And I was, you know, playing this fantasy in my mind. And really it's more of a fantasy than a dream at this point. Cause it just exists tr- like fully in the realm of, hypothetical but the fantasy was that they would put together three four score lead kind of never really give it up just kind of cruise to victory low stress christmas eve win you know just be comfortable in front of the fire kind of thing um that was not at all what occurred um i mean they were down 13 to 10 going into the fourth you know they quickly jumped out 17 13 with uh, tj hawkinson had the game of his life well, I mean, I don't know. A game of his Vikings career, I don't know if he's ever done any better with the Lions, but he played an, an excellent game. If I'm not mistaken, Sam, I think he had 16 targets, which I think was actually tied with Jefferson. So, I mean, yeah. he was a pretty central part of the game plan, obviously. And very quickly, very, very quickly, uh, Cousins has trusted his his big guy, right? His, his tight ends, likes throwing to the big body. I can't say I blame him. You know, Hawkinson, I think, is actually a great player. Um, so that made it 17-13. But then it was, of course, back and forth from there. And even, you know, seen at the end, um, defense not being able to hold up. And you got a tie ball game, touchdown and two-point conversion uh, before Cousins marched them down for his friggin' eighth, eighth game-winning drive in, in 15 games. So more than 50% of the Vikings games have featured a Cousins game-winning drive. That is, to me, is just remarkable. Like, uh, unbelievable. They've won 12 games, eight of them. Two-thirds have come from Cousins leading a game-winning drive. Now, they aren't all maybe equal, but I don't know. I, I think that's impressive. I, I think that's very, very, very impressive. It, it, it is. It, they, like, it's, it's become routine at this point. It has, Exactly. It's not yeah. like there has been very like it just feels like they're gonna get it done, uh, which is a really nice place to be because yeah, I we've we've been talking about this all the time this season about like the playoffs, right? Like as as it's become more and more clear, it's like how does this team succeed in the playoffs? And yeah. uh this team has continued to show that when it matters most, uh whether it's Greg Joseph or whether it's Kirk Cousins or Justin Jefferson or the defense as a unit it feels like they have stepped up more often than not. Uh, yeah. You, you mentioned Hawkinson and I know like, it's just, it's the trade was always fascinating to me being mm-hmm. a division rival. And now you see where Detroit is um, and the run yeah. that they've gone on. Uh, I'm sure they would like to have a guy uh, like Hawkinson now on their team. Uh, although I know there's considerations beyond the, just this year. Um, mm-hmm. But like, it just feels like, especially with, I, I think Thielen, maybe it's fair to say, is taking a little bit of a step back um, this year. Yep. Like, what has it meant for this team to have these 
two receivers that have been like pretty surefire things it feels like like before it yeah. felt like every time they needed a third down it was jefferson uh and hawkinson's been mm-hmm. especially this week as was was a similar option of when they needed those yards that was where where cousins was going it's just um you know jefferson's always going to have that gravitational pull in the secondary he's always going to attract so much attention you know even in this game so i'm looking at now the game book you know, 16 targets, 12 receptions, 133 yards, and a touchdown. At this point, that's just kind of like a ho-hum game for him. 12 catches, 133 yards, a score. It's just what he does. You know, and those those came at critical moments. You know, his touchdown came at a critical moment. Um, he had several catches that were really, really impactful. Um, you know, of course, he, he surpasses Randy Moss. He surpasses Chris Carter. I mean, like, don't miss that. Those names. Chris Carter, Randy Moss, that's a huge deal, right? Like to say, like, you know, he's taken over top spot in the fran- you know, franchise record books for most catches, most yards in the season. And you can't even give this whole 17 game nonsense because he did it in, in 15 games, right? So, you know, you can't miss that first off. But then from there to have a second option and where I'll give maybe, um, deviate a little bit from your point to a certain extent you know last week was kj osborne right you needed that second guy and last week was kj osborne and yet and you tip the cap to the third year wide receiver and say he had an excellent game he hustled and he competed when really didn't look like there was much point in competing and he kind of provided that spark and then this week hawkinson was both the safety net as well as this incredible acrobat you know, going up and making these catches at, at a couple of points. And you're saying, wow, for a dude his size to elevate like that, show those soft hands. Um, what would the hockey vocabulary be? Would you say he's got silky mitts? You know what I mean? Just soft hand. Is that right, Sam? Yeah, the, yeah, 10 years ago, but yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm, not, I'm, I'm just joking. Yeah. I'm joking. Yeah, okay. it's, it's still there. I was just... I was just saying, what would they say in Letterkenny or one of those shows with all yeah, the hockey exactly. guys? No, no, you know, Silky Mitts for sure. Yeah. Silky Mitts. You know, he's he's got those soft hands for a man his size. It's unusual. Um, just having a second guy to go to, right? And more often than not, since the trade's been Hawkinson. Last week, it was Osborne. Um, it just makes all the difference, right? Uh, Jefferson is going to get the line share. And rightfully so. He's going to get targeted a ton. He's going to get a bunch of catches, a bunch of yards. That's just the nature of the beast. And, you know, when you get that guy who's just so freaking good, then you just keep going to him. And, and clearly Cousins trusts him. Because some of these throws that Cousins is making are, you know, he looks well covered. Uh, he's anticipating, you know, and he's just giving this guy a chance and living with the results. And so I say, you know, amen. You know, that's just exactly what you want. And then with either whether it be Hawkinson more often than not, or Osborne at times, maybe feeling a little bit sprinkled in. Um, wow, what a difference. You know, wow, what, what a difference to have that, um, you know, moving forward. And like you said, you don't want to take it for granted, but yeah, you get to the end of the game and you kind of think they're going to do it again, right? They're going to they're gonna find a way to do it. So that, that's a nice feeling for sure. Yeah, it. I guess what it really comes down to is like teams, and you've seen it, are going to s- try to shut Jefferson down uh like of course they, they need to and, and some weeks i guess you could say they've done an okay job um again like you said this is just kind of a pretty standard week at this point which is is kind of crazy uh <laughs> yeah, this is right. special uh, yeah. yeah but 
but to have those options you talked about Hawkinson you talked about Osborne even you, you know Thielen still has the capability like you know that when it comes down to especially when when teams are really preparing to try to hey what's what yeah. is this team's strength how can we shut that down uh yeah. it feels like if if they are going to put extra coverage on Jefferson uh yeah. you have other guys that can burn them and yes. that's that's a huge huge piece and so again I think that at this point we feel like you know what the offense is uh yeah have a pretty good idea of of what they're capable of and most weeks they've performed at uh a pretty good level yep with the the defense this week I know the Jets or <clears throat> sorry the Giants looked a yeah. little bit like a team that there was a potential for this defense to really get some things together against um yeah. I got some thoughts, but I guess what 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 was your excuse me perspective on the the way the defense played this week? It was really disappointing overall. I'd say, um, you know, the Giants were coming to this game over the past five. They were one, three, and one, and throughout the year they had never touched thirty points in a the game. They'd only ever gotten into the mid twenties, high twenties. Um, so I don't think you know Saquon is a great player. Um, Daniel Jones may be underrated. He's, he's can be pretty elusive. Like he moves reasonably well. He's a great athlete and can extend plays. And obviously that presents some challenges. Um, but I don't think he's a world beater. You know what I mean? I don't think he's, um, one of the top quarterbacks in the NFC, right? I don't, I don't think he's as good as Jalen Hurts or Cousins even, um, I'm trying to think who are the other top quarterbacks in the NFC. I feel like when I think of all the top quarterbacks, I think Mahomes, I think Josh Allen, I think Lamar Jackson, and I think they're all AFC quarterbacks. Joe yeah, Burrow, it's, right? It's um, interesting. There's actually I've been hearing some conversation about like Cousins likely is the second best quarterback in the NFC. Yeah. It's probably um, Jalen Hurts, right? Is the top yeah. NFC and Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. Don't get me yeah. wrong, like he's very good. I don't think he's quite at Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow territory, but I think he's a very good quarterback. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, Daniel Jones is a pretty good QB. Um, I guess Tom Brady would be who you would – and Stafford would be the other ones who you would think, and maybe Aaron Rodgers, I suppose. But they've all – their teams, and they have maybe more modest seasons. But we'll talk about the Packers here in a minute. Um, but to the back to the point of the Giants and the offense, you know, I thought – especially since you're at home, you know, I thought this could really be a time for you to hopefully, you know, show some of that progress, take another step right um where you kind of held last week i think you held the opponent to 341 yards and so you kind of ended that you know 400 plus yard game streak which of course nobody wants to be a part of that but then this week again you know you go right back to allowing 445 yards at home to the giants right like it was overall i think it was a very disappointing effort um 24 points it's not humongous, but it's far from elite. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, there's just far too many times when it just looked way, way too easy, I would say, for the Giants. Um, you know, they outgained us for yards by a considerable margin. They had 445 yards. The Vikings had 353. Um, you know, I guess the Vikings did a good job of third down. The Giants were only thir- three for 11. But... Um, I don't know. Overall, I'd say it was a disappointing effort and really um, 
cause for concern, I would say, in that the hope that this defense would kind of small step, small step, small step, small step, and then maybe get to a point where, you know, you're kind of hopefully kind of hitting your stride in the playoffs and maybe you catch fire and maybe you are not elite, but you're pretty good, right? And, And you can kind of corral things a little bit and let your offense go to work. I don't know how confident we should be in that. I think this is a defense that's going to struggle, right, in, in the postseason. And I'm really nervous about, um, yeah, face, facing some, like, facing, let's say we win the play or win the opening round of the playoffs and go face the Niners. I don't know if this defense has it, right? Even with Brock Purdy in the center, I don't know if they got it, right? And, and there's, there's some nerves there. I'd love to be wrong. But right now, I think they're ranked 28th in the NFL in points against per game. Uh, they give up yards like it's going out of style. You know what I mean? And so I just, it's just hard to be confident right now. I mean, do you, if if you, you got your confidence meter out, you know, where are you in, in terms of, you know, scale of one to 10, 10 being, you know, this is like the 85 bears, you know, you're, you're not, these, these, this is like a ferocious defense to like, I don't even know what the other end would be, but where, where are you in, in Sam's personal confidence? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I like. I think we we certainly try to hold an optimistic standpoint. And let me say this: I'm I'm definitely a, a numbers person. I think it's hard sometimes. Like total yeah. yardage, I think is <clears throat> it's a stat that can help, but I don't think it's the be all end all. Like there's certainly yeah. are some some numbers that there's there's times where that's not that's not always the yeah a, a true picture, I guess, of what's happening. And and so I think confidence in the defense. Uh, as a whole is pretty low uh, yeah right but but again it just there's something about this team this year that just seems to step up when it matters and it feels like the defense comes up with big plays when they need to at the end of the game and in a sense that's what yeah. I have confidence in like is the fact that like if, if the Vikings are going to win where it's not like they're going to hold a team to mm-hmm. 212 yards in, in the playoffs. Like it's there's there's likely that they're gonna give up a lot of yardage. Yeah. Um, there was a, a Patriots team a few years ago that was similar. Like their defense like just seemed to continue to give up yards. I think they were in the bottom five in terms of yards mm-hmm. given up. Um mm-hmm. that, that went on, I think, to win the Super Bowl. I, again, you can check me if I'm wrong. There's a there's a chance that that's that's the that I'm wrong. But but there is something about this team that just seems to step up. The defense seems to be able to pull some stuff together uh, when it when it matters most, um, mm-hmm. and that's I guess what I feel like you have confidence in. And and again, it's going to be an interesting road to the playoffs. I think well we can transition here a little bit, and I think it's it's not it doesn't make sense to talk about opponents yet because there's so much that can change. Uh, yeah. But you start to look at the yeah. NFC and like they're it's possible for the Vikings to to do something here and and Mm -hmm. it's it's going to be like their success is going to come from the offense and the hope is that the defense can just kind of do enough to make sure that they at the end of the game have more points than the other team yeah no that's that i mean that's exactly it like the defense do enough to give us a shot right and then the crazy thing at the formula at this point keep it close and put put the ball in the game in Kirk Cousins' hands with a couple minutes left, 
that's kind of your formula at this point, right? Uh, which not many people would have predicted. I think a lot of folks wouldn't have predicted that, but that's really where we're at right now. Keep it close, keep it competitive, and let your QB get it done at the end of the game. Fair enough. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. Because again, you, you like you're not changing anything at this point. Like you can change a little bit in terms of what you're doing. Uh, yeah. it, <clears throat> I know there was some conversation about this meeting between uh, Ed Donatel and uh, Kevin O'Connell this previous yeah. week in terms of like right. Kevin O'Connell saying what he would do and and trying to be a little bit less predictable. Right. Um, and you saw that again, like the the Giants, the way that they were unpredictable, like the the blitzes they were bringing and stuff. Like, yeah, uh, it throws a team off, and so. Um, again, I roughly know what this team's going to be. Just kind of need to figure a little bit about um, how they're going to perform sure. against each team that that they're going to run up against. And I know these next couple of weeks, uh, again, a win this week helps as we really the goal at this point feels like that number two seed. Um, yep. Got Packers this week. Uh, right. In in thirty seconds, I'll, I'll give you. Kind of what what would you like to see um, this week? I know you got a lot of feelings about the Packers, but uh, maybe from from the Vikings' perspective, uh, focus on the Vikings rather than the the uh, demise of the, the the Packers. What what would you like to see from the Vikings? I'm going to totally ignore that and just focus on the Packers right yeah, now. Figured. According to five thirty eight, they got twenty seven percent chance of making the playoffs. If they beat Minnesota, according to five thirty eight. That goes up to 56% chance of making the playoffs, right? So, you know, I got a pretty decent chance here. However, if they lose to the Vikings, that percentage drops to 2%. So, what I want for the Vikings is to win the game, make the two seed even more likely, and an outside tiny little chance at one seed. Probably not going to happen, but tiny little chance. Meanwhile, uh, all but eliminate. The Packers from the playoffs that would be sensational um bring them down to a two or a three percent um and that to me would be a reason to you know be very happy as we head into 2023 of course this game takes place on New Year's Day yeah yeah well, let me ask you this just I we, we're gonna switch over just a little bit of hockey but um would you like to play the Packers in the playoffs? It's a tough proposition, right? I was talking to Josh Fry about that. Um, losing to the Packers after the season we've had would be heartbreaking. However, I would love the chance to beat them in the playoffs. And so where you tend to be competitive, I tend to be competitive. My thing would be to say, bring them on. Let's do it. You know, let's, let's go. Right. And, and uh, all the while acknowledging that if you, you know, if, if you lose and it, you know, you look kind of silly. Uh, but my sense would be, OK, let's freaking do it. You know what I mean? And, and, and see who's better here kind of thing. But uh, I guess we'll just see how it plays out. My yeah. opinion, your opinion doesn't mean a damn thing. We'll, we'll see how the, how the rest of the year goes and maybe we'll get our wish and we'll get a chance to see Aaron Rodgers first round of the playoffs. Yeah, it, it's hard to imagine wishing for that. I think it is like you, yeah. you say, like the the high of winning that playoff game against a team like that with yeah. the, the rivalry there would just be massive. I think it would feel like two wins. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. But, 
but to lose especially like you said after the season like i think it yep. would really leave a sour taste in what's been a fantastic season um yeah and so. i will say this sam last point for the world juniors if you were to before the season began you took 100 nfl fans not packers not vikings fans just 100 nfl fans and said first round of the playoffs packers vikings the assumption would be packers are number two vikings are number seven right and so the fact that we're you know maybe talking about a hypothetical a very realistic hypothetical that's reverse um you know the year hasn't gone as we expected right and it really has been a strong year for um for minnesota so let's not screw it up i was in the packers in the first round yeah <laughs> is, is, uh, is the takeaway there right 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 yeah well you you previewed it here uh yep we are moving into one of kyle and i's favorite seasons uh yes. the world juniors are, are back and i know it's been a weird year because we had the world juniors back and uh last year this time got canceled yeah then Right. Added in August, and it feels like it's really hasn't been that much time. But also, the one in August felt a little bit fake, uh, and it so did. we're yeah. now in the spot where uh, they're they're playing again. And the Minnesota Wild team that we focus on uh, here have five representatives. Um, I would say the the biggest name uh, is Liam Ogren, who was the team or what is their first selection from this past draft. Uh, he'll be playing playing for Team Sweden. Uh, so I think he'll be an interesting player, but, uh, there's also, and I'm going to butcher some names here, probably, um, Caden Bankier, he's playing for team Canada. You've got, uh, Servak Petrovsky playing for Slovakia and, and he's an interesting name, smaller forward. Uh, he's a six round draft pick, uh, back in 2022, but sounds like there's a chance that he might even be playing first line for this team, Slovakia, who <laughs> is a team that from what I've read seems to be a team that, uh, potentially could be part of some upsets here i was gonna say they're sneaky they're they're sneaky, they're sneaky. they've got like they don't have slavkowski um but they do right. have um right. uh Nimic and they do have nazar um both first round draft picks from last year and so, Nemec was second overall wasn't he he, like, was, he was high yeah. really yeah. high yeah. yeah slovakia had had won two um right last yeah. year yeah which is that's which remarkable is crazy yeah. and then i think nazar was a, a 20 i think it's 26 um mm -hmm. last draft good for them um and then the just rounding out team they got jack hurt from uh the u.s uh defenseman and then david spacek from czechia uh also a defenseman right so, so kind of neat to see this team they got they got three forwards and two defense represented on five different teams so right uh, there's a good chance if you turn on the tv you're going to watch uh one one minnesota wild prospect play um so yeah again we're excited about it team canada looks stacked again kind us being canadians it it yeah. feels like it's it'll be a real disappointment if they don't win uh we say that every year though you well, know every every year it's like you know we kind of the, expect them to win th this year is is a little bit different like they're talking is about it this oh yeah they're talking about this team canada being the best potentially since like for sure since like in the last five years really? uh, and potentially even since i've heard some people saying it might even be the best team since 2005 when they had that stack team with the oh i don't know what that. that's a i mean look there there is some hubris here sam and i are canadian of course we think we're the best at hockey of course we think we should win every year it doesn't actually happen in reality we, we don't win every year 
but so but our expectations are high any canadian hockey fan we expect to win right um but i don't, I don't know we'll see man we'll see i i i, I don't know if I, I guess i'll have to look into it a little more see what sam's saying and i think the team does look good but 2005 good is is um that's interesting that's like dream team right yeah not to say that it's the same but more just like that this in that this, orbit though this team yeah. kind of has like might be the best since since yeah, then and, all right and okay. again they haven't played a game yet so you gotta figure it out but yeah um they've got a lot of returning players and with Bernard and Fantilli who are predicted to probably go one two yeah draft this year um again draft eligible players are a couple years younger than the oldest players uh, in this tournament but uh Bernard is something special and then yeah just especially the top six in Canada is, is pretty spectacular but again you got those five Minnesota Wild players uh lots to watch for and it's neat to see it's the, the neat thing about this tournament is that you get to have some of these teams uh from these other countries and and players that uh like I said a couple of these are late round draft picks uh will play big roles on their team because of the depth that that these countries have mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. uh real chance for them to shine uh, yeah on on a world stage so be sure to check out the tournament but other than that we'll wrap up here uh hope everyone had a a good christmas happy holidays to everyone and uh we'll be back next week to talk about vikings packers take care everyone <laughs>